Joshua Cribs turns disaster into a score! Ugly, misformed little creature who has no purpose here, no meaning. I am a human being. Wash it down with one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. And I said, Stone Cold, why have one when you can have them both? Swung out and drill, deep right center, away back, gone for Tony. Irving and Curry, one on one. Irving puts it up. It's good. Kyrie Irving from downtown. Uh, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton. Awful. How is she awful? Kate Freedom. And now, any given podcast with your hosts Brendan Ward and Ethan Simpson. How it do, how it do, and welcome back to another Any Given Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ethan Simpson, sitting across the interweb from Brendan Ward. How's it going today, Ethan? I mean, you look like you're getting ready for your next tour event, uh, whether it be the LIV, the Live Tour, the PGA Tour. How's it going for you today, Ethan? You know what? It's doing great. It rained a little bit, hot as ever. Hot, wet, and sticky, just how I like it. And you mentioned the fit. Yes, I am getting ready to go on tour. Got my smokes ready. Got the peanut M&Ms. My Diet Coke. I'm ready to go tee off with one John Daly. I mean, he he's the lucky one, right? He's the one that gets to ride around on the cart all the time. While them other guy, while all the mother fools got to walk all 18 holes. He's sitting there smoking, smoking a cigarette, chilling. Right. Hey, you get to do that when you're a living legend like he is. I mean, I mean, you might as holy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, something popped up. But yeah, you might as well. Right. If, if you're a living legend, you do what you want. Speaking of living legends that that but this one may be past kind of his prime. I want to talk Jeff Hardy. And the reason I want to talk Jeff Hardy is because we've talked on this show before about wrestling. I tend to check in on it here and there. I know you're not really a fan, but when but when when things happen where where you text me or message me about something that happens to a wrestler, you know it's a big deal, right? Jeff Hardy is one of the most recognizable names in all of professional wrestling, and he is on this downward spiral and battle with alcohol that I mean you probably could have foreseen coming that that man did some crazy stunts and 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 jumped from a few 20 foot ladders on the on this onto the steel cages and grounds and and tables and all of the above but over the weekend he gets his third DUI in the last I think two and a half years uh the company he works for AEW did suspend him without pay but like I said, the bigger story for me here is is just because of how recognizable this name is, can they what are what's gonna happen with Jeff Hardy here, do you think? I truly believe that with Jeff Hardy, he's gonna definitely receive help through hopefully through AEW and WWE, uh if not directly from them obviously some kind of uh, plan they would help steer him uh, in the direction the uh, because like you said sorry. like you said it was three in the past two and a half years and this this happens to a lot of professional athletes whether it's WWE NHL MLB not as much the MLB as NHL and NFL but dealing with those injuries and whatnot, it takes a toll. And these players, these former players, start self-medicating as a way of kind of of a temporary, almost like a silent treatment, yeah. if that makes sense. Like they're not they're not going to professionals. They're not getting the correct help that they need, whether it be 
physical or mental, and they are doing it on their own, which is a very dangerous uh, slippery slope that people can go down. Uh, exactly. It's a it's basically a coping mechanism for Jeff, and, and the reason I call it that is because it really is for Jeff Hardy. Uh, if you look at kind of the last three times that it's happened for him, Jeff Hardy had either just came out of a big match in involving some sort of bump off the top of a ladder or a table or a chair. This last time AEW had had him scheduled for Wednesday night, uh, actually earlier tonight, um, as we record Wednesday night for a ladder match that he was anticipating that he would have to take those bumps. So for, so for me, it's, it was Jeff Hardy dealing with the fact that he's going to have to, in his forties now continue to put his body through this, the physical nature of it. Like you said, whether it is WWE, MMA, the NFL, even the NBA and, and major league baseball players, we see all the time to take these routes of easy coping that, that it happens. The method, the, the direction that he did, they did steer him in though is AEW. His current company did suspend him indefinitely uh, without pay, under the condition that the only way he can come back is completion of a a program and continued treatment for for his uh, issues and and I call them issues because once you get bitten by that bullet, it, it's something that happens and it's it's not necessarily controllable and it's it's something that he battles. J- Jeff Hardy's not out here trying to kill people with his drinking. He's not out here purposely doing these things. It's, it's a disease you don't think. And really at this point, I just want to see him get the help he, he needs, whether it be serve some time because this is the third one or whether it be just, just kind of even leaving professional wrestling as an active wrestler, becoming more of that face or that or that mouthpiece to where he doesn't have to put his body at risk as much. Like, sure, there will probably be some storylines where people hit him or, or, or something like that. But Jeff Hardy is 40-some years old. He doesn't need to be jumping off of ladders anymore. So good on AEW, good on uh, Shad Khan's uh, son on kind of pushing Jeff Hardy to do these things, unlike WWE, who a couple months ago when Jeff Hardy left the company and quit in the middle of a match for some of these same reasons, basically said, all right, well, you're not our problem. We'll cut you. Yeah. And that's one of those things um, where that can either be the best, so not solution, but the best situation, just cutting him. And maybe that's when he realizes uh, that it has gotten to that point. Yeah. So, and, that, and, could, or that could do the opposite and spiral it even more out of control. But I think for a lot of people, especially after his third incident like that, his third arrest, um, and being fired from wrestling, obviously something that he has dedicated his life to. He's known for. He's a legend in. I think that's kind of kind of a wake up call for him there and I hope him all the best. Yeah. Um, and you know what he, if he's if he gets treatment in silence or if he's public about it uh either way I hope him uh the very best because sometimes being public about it and talking about it that helps for some people or just doing it in silence and yeah. doing yourself people your family people, your career and whatnot people also- gotta do it however they do it. it it's it's a singular battle every person's different on how they do it if people want to keep it to themselves like you said people gotta do people gotta battle however they battle and and for him whichever he chooses let's like you said let's hope for the best other wwe news and i want to bring it up because it's vinnie mac once again, in some hot water. This one is a big one. This one, I don't want to say is going to cost Vince McMahon his company, but if it doesn't, it's going to get very close. 
the board, the WWE is now a publicly traded company, which means they have a board. Vince McMahon's no longer the singular boss. He answers to people that in shareholders and stuff like that. And everybody that wants to make sure his business is profitable. Well, that also means that they can decide to investigate one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. It is being rumored that Vince McMahon may have made a $3 million payment to a departing female employee in which he had an affair with. Reports detail that this employee was originally offered about $100,000 a year salary to do, I believe it said litigation for them. So, so kind of as part of their lawyer, like legal team. Uh, and then it, it, it accounts that once there was sexual relations between the two, that salary got bumped up to $200,000. So, so there's already some sense of wrongdoing here. It goes even further. Apparently, at 73 years old, Vince McMahon and his then chief talent talent coordinator, John Laurinaitis, kind of handed this girl off to him almost as a gift. It was like, here, I paid for her. Do what you want. And, and, and as I was reading this story, I thought it was kind of wild um, just because of that. But then it gets into how this has happened to very many female wrestlers since Vince McMahon's time of taking over uh, in the WWF back in the day and how there have even been multiple non-disclosure agreements signed by female wrestlers uh, that really is the only thing that have kept all of this under wraps. Biggest thing for me, it seems like the McMahon family's falling apart. Three months ago, Triple H leaves the company. Month after that, his wife leaves. A leave of absence out of nowhere. And, and, and now the father is answering for his sins. Just my question to you is kind of, what the hell, man? What the hell as in, what the hell was Vince McMahon and the McFam, McMahon family doing? Or what the hell, like, just to me, like, I don't even know what to make of this. Do you think these are just wild accusations that th these reporters are just kind of coming out of the woodwork with? Or do you really think we could, there's something that's going to come of this where we see that Vince McMahon at 70 some years old is paying off women who he's cheating on his wife with to these younger female athletes and getting away with it is is the worst part. Um, do I think that Vince McMahon will have to give up his, you know, being the face of the WWE? Do I think that? No. Just because, I mean, as far back as I can remember, Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon has always been the face of the WWE and WWF. He's at every single wrestling event. He's always coming out, getting into it, shaving people's heads, fighting with people. You know, you you can't take Vince McMahon out of professional wrestling. That, that's really just something you can't do. You've seen that his sons and his daughters and whatnot have tried to get in and act like he did, but it, there's just, there's no other Vince McMahon, right? He's, he's the best promoter in the history of professional wrestling, at least. Yeah. I, and only in the past, like 15 years, have you seen wrestling decline the viewership, at least what I've, what I've personally felt the viewership go down and, I would say also too, like the storylines and the characters behind each wrestler. I've seen those have just kind of gotten extremely lazy compared to what they used to be. But I don't see the WWE getting rid of him completely as the face of the franchise of the company. 
Okay. All right. So so if they find this to be true, how can they keep him? I they would probably have to take him out of like recruiting wrestlers, I would say, or um probably out of like the like personnel type, you know, just a way that they could make it sound better. Like he isn't going out and banging strippers and being like, okay, that's the next diva. It, I mean, if you, if you look at some of the past divas, uh, that, that may have been the case that, that may have been, I, well, she looks like a stripper. Let, let's sign her. Uh, they, they did over the weekend sign, do what they call WWE's next in line where they signed 15 collegiate athletes. To, to, to come in and train to be WWE superstars. I thought that was pretty cool um, because it's it's a little different than what they've been doing. WWE last year said that they wanted to change their focus on creating these WWE superstars rather than signing talent from other from other companies. So for them to do something like this, I think it's it's a step forward in doing that. Um, and that kind of gets a little off of what we were talking about. Um, but but that's because, I mean, aside from giving you the details on that Vince McMahon story, that's really all that's happened with it. Do yeah. I do I see it playing out as to this may have happened? Absolutely. But I agree with you. Vince McMahon is a hard face to get rid of in professional wrestling. Yeah. And like and like I said, I mean, they'll try to make it to where, yeah, it's like less like he's involved with the recruiting. So it seems like I said, it's less like he's. Uh, hands on yeah he's getting a little um what's what is the word i'm looking for he's getting a little uh what is it a little extra preview of what they can do yeah i i I agree with you but uh but not surprised i'm not surprised that these allocations are going around me either because vince vince knows how to toe the line one of the biggest things he toes the line with is is the shows he's been putting on in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Uh, and, and just to kind of transition into our next topic, live golf. I don't know if you know much about it. I watch golf. So I've been learning about it just because there's, there's been some, 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 some top names for, for, from golf that have decided to go play on this tour rather than stay with the PGA. So, so Live Golf is a Saudi Arabian government-backed golf league tour, whatever you want to call it, that launched. I believe their their first tournament was last weekend. Uh, it's a little different than how PGA Tour golf goes, but big money. Dustin Johnson is a guy who, if you watch the golf golf in America. You know, he, he used to be the world number one when Tiger was kind of out and doing and having his issues. Dustin Johnson rose to power along with Rory McIlroy, Phil Mickelson, guys like that. Dustin Johnson got $150 million just to play in this tour. That, that, that doesn't count if he wins any tournaments. He'll get more for that. $150 million just to play on the tour. The PGA Tour doesn't shell out that kind of money. They shell out big money when you win and, and you perform. But $150 million, uh, John Rahm came out and called it the these older golfers' retirement plan. My thing is, is with the majors allowing these players to still play in the U.S., I'm talking the every the the US Open, the British Open and the Masters, PGA Championship they won't let them play. But with with those majors still in play, does this tournament, this live golf become a viable option as a threat to the PGA Tour? Yes and no. Yes, absolutely because you get these young guys coming in and the older guys, right? You come in, say you make your name in the PGA, right? So when you're coming up, absolutely stay in the PGA. That's where, that's the old school, right? Everybody's watching that. Yeah. People are going to come up and make their name. And once they get 
that hype behind their name, that's when they jump over for the cash. Yeah. So, and like you said, same with the older guys. The older guys are going to be jumping ship too because the retirement plan, why not? Right? I don't have to win. I just got to show up. $150 million. Count me in. When are they going to sign Donald Trump? I mean, they reportedly offered Tiger Woods a billion dollars. So, I mean, people would tune in to see Trump hitting the golf ball. Right? They might. I mean, they might as well. Right? You just got to cut the cameras when it goes in the rough. He just, he just, you know, he just probably can't. It, 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 that might, uh, that might conflict with his presidential campaign in three years. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But absolutely. I think the PGA, there's still going to be guys that are staying in the PGA Tour just because of the history and everything like that. Nah, but yeah. definitely, I, I can definitely see guys just going over there, getting paid. And it's like at this point, Okay, the gold jacket's cool, right? Everybody wants to win the gold jacket. But they can still play for that. Oh, the, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the Masters is still saying that they can still play. Yeah, They're not so, missing out on any of the big-time ones, just the little PGA Tour events. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, just make your name, come up through the PGA, do those little events, make your name, hop over there, and then you can still be in the Masters and all the Opens. Absolutely do that. Yeah. So, yeah, PGA is screwed right there. Well, and, and the biggest thing for me, and I didn't put it on here, but I'll mention it, is it panders to the younger generation. I don't know if you saw any of any of it, but it was almost like a music festival when you showed up. There were there were booths and there were games and there were there was music playing and it wasn't it wasn't showing up to the country club and and playing golf no you they were rocking and they had a stage going and they were they were partying and then once golf got to happening okay then they slowed down but then you left and you were out like you were at a music festival there were concession stands and and and, and marketing booths and 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 street teams and i thought it was pretty cool to see that they they decided to do that where Golf, golf, much like baseball, is really for the older generation. You need to pander to those younger guys to stay alive, and Live Golf is doing that. Where PGA Tour is just not. Yeah, they're they're kind of doing it like the Indianapolis Five Hundred. How they had the concert beforehand, they had that festival beforehand, and then everybody went to the race. Once the race was done, it was right back to partying. I mean, why not? If you're going to have a venue like that, a spectacle like that, go all out because all it's going to do is create new fans. Even if the older ones are a little upset, they're going to stick around. I'm all for growing sports in general, yeah. no matter which one it is. Yeah, so so the PGA will be fine with the with the old school guys, the guys who play the game how it's meant to be played. These other guys, guys that want paychecks, guys that want the fame, the glitz, the glory. You know, the people, the fans that hated Ricky Fowler for wearing all those different colors and stuff. Those fans are still going to stay with the PGA, the classic. You know, he, he's holding the grain. Yeah. And there's a down there. Blah, blah, blah. He's a putt. He puts it in. It's gold. You know, yeah, they're going to stay for that. But but this this new generation, I think, yeah, absolutely, they're going to go for that. So, yeah, uh, I PGA will be fine, but they're going to lose all the, the new market. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm excited for it because I think it's going to change golf forever. Uh, I know there's the, the there's the whole Saudi Arabia and and. and the issues that they have over there, but that's not my issues. They're terrible issues. I can't get into them. Once I can watch Live Golf, I'll check it out. That's the biggest hurdle for them right now. TV rights in America. Mm-hmm. They have to get TV rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's really it. But we're going to head on that's, to the NBA, if that's okay. That, that's going to be a tough one there. 
Yeah. PGA has a stranglehold on that. Yeah, but but I mean, PGA often does like NBC and ABC. I really think this Live Golf could get an ESPN or a Fox or something like that to cover it and really and really try to compete with with even at the same time. They could even do like TBS. Yeah, anything really. TNT might, you know, just somewhere where they can house it in America where golf fans will check it out because they did. Like Phil Mickelson took the deal. He he's playing in Live Golf. He's done with the PGA Tour. I mean, he was pretty close, anyways. But but you know, he's a yeah. big he's a big name. Yeah, good for Phil Mickelson. Yeah, let him get his money. He he's. He's one of the most marketable marketable people in all of golf. So you know what? They're just a little too late because now Spike is paramount. If it was still Spike, I could see Spike dishing out. Oh, Spike! It Spike for something like that. It would have been a great home for Mm -hmm. live live golf. Just just the way it is, it would have been a fantastic home for it. Paramount, Paramount, maybe, but they they do all the NBCs and the. CBS's and stuff like that now, so they already do the golf crap. If they did this in like the two thousands, on Spike, you go from like the Man Show straight to uh, like MXC, and then you go into Live Golf, right? That's popping off. And then they had that was when UFC and those guys were on there too, right? You might have kept me on Spike all day, right? Maybe the eight. If they would have came up, like I said, maybe, hell, even before they switched it to Paramount just a few years ago. Yeah. That, hey, that could have happened. That could have saved that whole company just by having golf, like, just taking it from something your grandpa watches on a Sunday afternoon to, you know, getting Johnny Manziel people out there. And. The, the good part of Johnny Manziel, the marketable part, the people that the part that people fell in love with, not the not not the Billy Manziels that can't play quarterback Manziels. Not that part, but on the basketball, man, we're we, we're 30 minutes in and we, we got through the first section. The good part is, is basketball is pretty easy and quick and everything else. There's not too much. The NBA finals are still going on. Game six is Thursday night, uh, June 16th. Uh, at nine o'clock in Boston, Golden State currently leads three two. Boston took that two one lead, and, and, and then has kind of lost their way. Steph Curry had a really good game four, and then kind of was saved by Andrew Wiggins in game five. Everybody kind of says that Steph is the MVP. He, he's he's done enough to finally get that. I feel he's only had one great game. So as it stands right now, if it ends in game six and the Golden State Warriors are champions, who is your finals MVP? I mean, it's probably going to be Steph just because just those annoying dropbacks and the half-court shots and everything like that. I don't want it to be Steph Curry. But it it's got to be his time, right? It's it's kind of hard to deny him. I agree with the sentiment. I don't want it to be because it's him. The the media and, and the talk around Steph is going to become unbearable as soon as he gets handed that trophy. My MVP for for the finals, though, I don't know if you saw it, but fake clay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, that's my MVP for the finals. If you're in the NBA fi- if your team is in the NBA finals and you're known. As a guy that dresses up and imitates Clay, Clay Thompson, and you actually get in, get past security, and get to put shots up on the court, no matter if you got kicked out or not, best time of my life. Yeah, and and that's what he was saying. Was like, it. was it worth it? Yeah, he's like, I just want my ten thousand dollars back. He even said that it did losing the ten grand was worth it. I know, but he was like, hey, still kind of want that back. They won't refund me, which means he tried. He tried to get that yeah. back. Anybody would try. Nobody, yeah. not even LeBron, you know, or some extreme, you know, uh, I wouldn't see Elon Musk being like, oh, whatever. 
Like everybody wants that money back. Ten thousand is ten thousand, no matter how much you got in the bank. That's, that's still a, that's still ten stacks. Yeah, absolutely. But but for the Warriors, I come on. I mean, the dude's all over social media. You guys used to put him on the jumbotron and everything. It was your security team that lit him through, right? He well, was playing on the court, and as he's walking off, that's when they stopped him. Like, uh, yeah, we need to see your credentials. I was like, oh, because you saw him miss a layup. Yeah, you need to. You need to see my bubble face is not Clay Thompson, right? Like, like the dude's obviously thicker. I, I know he put his hood up, but still, it, it it's on them. To me, it's a missed marketing opportunity. Like you said, this dude has been to games nonstop, full uniform. We know him as fake Clay. Why not work with this guy and have him do this funny type of stuff where he's putting up shots and and, and hanging out with Clay Thompson and then doing funny social media stuff to market your team? Shit, his tickets should have been free to the game anyways. Ridiculous. I mean, I mean, absolutely ridiculous on their part. How do you not already have him coming to games and working at the stadium? You know, not working at the stadium, but like, you know, doing like man on the street type stuff, walking well, around I, during games, interviewing fans. In in that sense, be like the Lakers. Take advantage of your famous fans. Mm-hmm. It's it's the reason the Lakers are so like kind of devout about it is because you see Jack on the sideline. You 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 know you you see hell, Jay-Z was at the game the other night with his daughter. You see those guys take advantage of that because they're showing up for this spectacle of a game. I've I've used spectacle like three times tonight. But it's true. These these are these are out of this world experiences for most people. It uh, to me, famous fans like that, you should take full advantage of them because it's only going to push your business forward. And like I said, man on the street, you send them out there doing interviews about, you know, interviewing fans. Like have him working with your social media. Yeah, team. you give him have- a camera and a microphone, gold. Right, have him. Like, it's kind of endless right there. And I get it. Like, it's what it's just a guy that looks like uh, looks like Clay Thompson. Okay, but like, you guys could use that. That's, I mean, that's just like a cheap, funny thing that will go viral. I mean, the guy is already viral. Yeah, and people got famous for less. So whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know. That that's just such a blown. It's just so stupid. It, it, and it for them to, and for them to ban him, ridiculous. Like I said, that's just that's very God. completely blown out of proportion. Yeah, it's but, a, just like with the slap, such a non-story. Such a non-story. But, that's ridiculous. But Draymond is a story, and the reason he's a story is because he's been hot garbage. The entire NBA Finals. I, I don't know his exact stat line from Game Five, but I can't imagine it was that great. Because if it was, we would have definitely heard about it. Because that's how bad he was through the first four. I don't think he scored in the first four games. My thing is, is he is widely regarded as one of the most pivotal players on that team by the media. Is it time though for the Golden State Warriors to replace Draymond Green? after seeing him disappoint constantly these last five games. Oh, were you looking for me to answer that? Yeah. Because I thought it was a given. Absolutely. Come on now. What, what was his stat line through the first three games? 15 points, 108 minutes? Yeah, it was It was like two, three points a game. Bro, and he was getting thrown out. Like, come on. Draymond Green is so overrated. We went over this last podcast, last episode, so we don't have to get that deep into it. But is it time for them to cut ties with all the lies that Draymond's been living in? Absolutely, yes. 
time to get somebody new in there. I, because what's going to, he's already prepared. He's already signed. He already has a deal for once he's done. So he's not sticking around yeah. Golden State, their facilities too much longer. He's been practicing every single time, every chance he gets. He's been doing broadcasts and different things for the network. So he's getting ready to leave. He's getting ready to, you know, be gone. You guys should be getting ready for the next chapter as well. So, so last question on that. Are they already NBA champions if they have somebody else at four? Oh, that's a tough one. Are you so somebody not at the Kevin Durant level, right? Yeah, no, just somebody better than Draymond in Draymond's spot. Yeah, they they've already won. I don't know. You know what? I I think they'd still be playing. You think it'd be because that about the because same. that Boston team they look good. Oh, but trust me, I know. <laughs> but I mean, I don't think it would go to Game Seven. No, you think they they they'd win it tomorrow? Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Really, I think I think Draymond tomorrow might be the reason we see a Game Seven on Sunday. I mean, the dude he he puts up like under ten points a game. The dude's ass. The dude's been overrated, and I've. I've said that since the Cavs were playing him. The the, the reason he's kind of able to get away with the low point total is because of his passing and how he runs the fast break. And, and I respected him for a little bit for that. But but I agree with you. It, it's no longer there. He no longer does that for them. So, so why is he still playing the minutes he does? Because it's only detrimental. I don't know what his plus minuses are, but they got to be terrible. You can't tell me he's outplaying. Robert Williams has looked like a freaking a superstar in this NBA Finals, and nobody knew who he was at the beginning of this year for Boston. So, so, so for him to be playing, I'll play Draymond Green like he has. I can only, I can only imagine Draymond. Draymond's plus minus is terrible. Um, I agree with you. Time to move on from him. Uh, I also agree that they they probably either have already won or, or close it in game six because Draymond may be the reason Boston can still hang on and win game six in Boston to force that game seven. Yep. All-star voting. Go on. All-star voting's here. MLB. Uh, I know MLB is something that we have not gotten too far into this year simply because of What's going on with Cleveland baseball, even though they're playing really well? Voting ends June 30th. My question with this is, will Jose Ramirez be the Guardians' only all-star this year? No. Starting all-star? Like starting? Yes. Yes. Who else will be on the team? I think Quan might be up there as a reserve. Do they have any pitchers? How's Shane Bieber? Dude, I, I, I'm telling you. I, I well, that's what, that's what I don't think Shane Bieber's been. The, he's been good, but he's not been Bieber. Yeah. So, uh, so I don't foresee him being an all-star starter for sure. He might make the team, but really the only two people I can think of, you already named him. Jose Ramirez for sure. He, he's easily one of the American League's best players. Stephen Kwan had a hell of a start to the season, but since then has not been the same guy that he, he was at the beginning of the year. He might sneak in because, because of who Cleveland fans are. Ask, ask Mad Dog Russo. Cleveland's got the best fans in the world. But I, I really only see Jose making the team. Yeah, the only reason I said Quan is because of that streak he was going on in the beginning of the season. Oh, he was on a tear. It was, I agree with you. That's why he, he could probably get in just on just on the basis of who Cleveland fans are. 
Um, let me see. I see what I was going to do is I was just looking something up real fast. Pulling up something with the all-star. Okay. Yeah. Well, while you're doing that, I'll get into this golden Tate story and we'll come back to it. Golden okay. Tate, former Seattle Seahawks, Detroit lions, wide receiver retired. Uh, if, if not, I believe it was last year. Uh, he decided to make the jump to baseball. Now, 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 when I say make the jump, he's, he he didn't sign with a professional team. You're not going to see him play for the Los Angeles Angels or anybody next year. He he did kind of the J.R. Smith route where J.R. went back to college to play golf, except Golden Tate didn't go to school. He decided to sign with what is a premier collegiate baseball summer team in the West Coast League called the Port Angeles Lefties. I don't know, like, I was reading the story, and it says that Golden Tate had a high school career, and, and he was recruited to play in college and stuff like that. Now, if this is a premier collegiate baseball summer league, that means that it's the top of the top from the top schools, the guys we're seeing in the College World Series right now who who, who haven't got drafted yet, who are still returning to school, just getting some work in in the summer. Golden Tate decided that that's where he should be and I, I do agree that there are certain levels to a pro athlete is a pro athlete, and they can succeed at, at each sport with relative success. Uh, Tim Tebow is one that really didn't uh, too well, but even, even he was able to climb a little bit because of his name. So I think Golden Tate, if he does well in this summer league, could see himself on a triple, on a double or single A roster. Uh, but, but, the real question is, is is Golden Tate really out here trying to play baseball? Or is this a PR move? Because the last time we heard about Golden Tate, he was in a kind of fiasco slash scandal where he was, he, he, uh, he him and his best friend were kind of fighting each other over, over a woman that one of them had slept with the other's partner. Golden Tate, <clears throat> excuse me. Golden Tate is absolutely doing this as a stunt. He is bored, and so he's like, oh, "I'll just try. It. I'll give baseball a try. Let's see how. Let's see what I can do here." Which, look, I feel it. Professional athlete going and playing some ball. He's bored. He's not really. He's not really. He's obviously not trying to make it to the pros. I mean, no way. Not at that age. Yeah. So, so if he's just going out there to play to play some baseball and pass the time, you know, obviously, just be like a uh, a PR move. Then, yeah, I I believe that that's what he wants to do. But to think that he thinks he can make it to the major leagues is absurd. Yeah, I, I agree with you. He's playing in this collegiate league, whatever, go have some fun. We all like playing baseball in the summer. Sometimes uh, you're not really going to make it that far, but he, he's kind of at that advanced age where I didn't think he was, like you said, whatever he, he didn't go take a prospect spot on a, on a triple a roster um, and, and really kind of screw up a farm system. Really, it doesn't matter. It, it's almost as if he's playing adult softball with, with his friends at this point. It's just like you said, a pro athlete bored and needs something to do in the summer. Yeah, but the one thing that I think the other players and coaches and trainers and everybody on in that league and on that team, what they should be worried about is what they should be worried about is not bringing their wives or girlfriends to any practices, games, uh, team activities, extracurricular activities, anything like that around it. Because he does have a tendency to, uh, I don't know, hook up with his quarterback's wife. Hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your daughters, hide your sisters. Golden Taint is hot, is is sleeping with everybody. Yep. Yeah, I would definitely if I was one of those young bucks 
just trying to make it, just trying to get a spot. And here comes Golden Tate, ex-NFL player, right? Everybody knew who Golden Tate was, played on the Seahawks, played for the Lions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this dude comes on and you got this little 19, 20 year old girlfriend or something like that. And she's sitting there and she's like, well, I can sit here and try to write it out. At best, this dude's making it to, you know, Akron playing for the rubber ducks. Or I could just bang this ex-NFL player. Hmm. Which, I mean... (laughs) You said, hmm. Which one should I choose? <coughs> the $40,000 a year or the, the guy that's got $15 million to his name? Right. But I, I think most women in that situation would stick by their man. Uh, yeah, these hoes is loyal. <laughs> Once again, we're going to bring up that Snoop Dogg video. <laughs> We got to move on. Uh, Over the weekend, Mike Trout had a bat that kind of broke on him as he was taking a swing. That bat, being wooden, snapped in half. The sharp end ended up flying back, hitting the umpire right in the hole of his mask. We will kind of get back to you next week on if anything happened to the umpire. I couldn't find any updates on him. Uh, hopefully that the umpire is all right. A scary thing to witness though, those chunks of bat, when they break fly off at different speeds, different directions, you never know where they're going to go. So for, for one to come off that close, uh, the umpire is only a few feet away. If it came off at any rate of speed, sharp end, like I said, going right in the hole of the mask, scared me a little gruesome to witness. I was really worried we were going to see some blood start spraying or something. Luckily, we didn't. Hopefully, the umps are right. Yeah, that was that was such a wild video. I, when I watched it, I wasn't watching the game live or anything. But when I watched that video, and you see it at first, you know, the bat breaks. And you don't... If you didn't read that it happened or if you were just watching it in person. Yeah. Not in person, but like live, you wouldn't have realized what happened because it's so fast. You're paying attention to the ball and what Mike Trout's doing. Mostly the ball. Cause as he hits it, you know, the camera goes, you notice the bat break just because of the sound. Yeah. But what then they show it, and Trout's on first. Everybody's looking concerned. And that's when everybody, the other umps, and um, I believe one of the trainers came out. He had the he had the towels and everything. And they, they were checking on him to make sure he was okay. They propped him up. They had him. And they were just holding it over his nose, which is like, dude, that so lucky. Because it was the broken end, the sharp shards of yes wood that went into his mask and from where they're holding it it was like his nose it like came in like that Ah, freak incident because you see on batters when they're finishing they're finishing off their swing sometimes they'll hit catchers with it or the umpire in the arms or in the head but these guys have masks on Right. Yeah. And they have padding. Don't get me wrong. It still it still hurts. It's a baseball bat from a professional baseball player who just tried to swing at a 90 mile per hour fastball. Yeah. So, yeah, that bat's going to it's going to hurt like crazy. But it's not going to poke your eye out, kid. Little uh, Christmas story. We keep throwing the references out there today. <laughs> but, yeah, this was. uh you know, and catchers get their hands hit too. I can't tell you how many times throughout my uh, extensive hot stove career that I got my hand hit with a bat. Those were the metal bats, and that I probably like ten times. I was a pretty, I was a good catcher, so I was now getting catchers interference. 
but my hand was out there a couple times, and that shit hurts. Oh, I'm sure. So, uh, I know. I mean, I haven't caught, but I, I can uh, getting hit with any sort of bat, getting hit with a ball. It all it all stings. Whether it's coming sixty miles an hour, whether it's coming off the end of a bat, or you're just getting hit because it was swung wooden, metal, whatever the hell is in it, it's gonna hurt. And and wiffle ball bats hurt. That was sting yeah, like right? crazy. It, it, it's only worse when it's a broken bat and the shard is. His shard is just flying right into the one spot in your mask that you don't have covered. But yeah, that he's extremely lucky where it hit was just in a neutral. I mean, his nose was bleeding, but yeah, but, to, to but it away. wasn't like if it was like a little bit higher, you know, where your eye socket is. Yeah. Like that's, you know, like from here up, that's Dunzo, bro. That's right. eye. Extremely fortunate to walk away with only cosmetic injuries. Let me ask you this. Do you think because of this incident that Major League Baseball in the near future will try to implicate some sort of almost like a visor, like in football, but on catchers and umpires? Uh, potentially, uh, the thing that worries me the most though, is I think that baseball and major league baseball in particular has looked for every single pro that they can to replace the human umpire and and have a robot strike zone. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so, so this is one of those things that kind of get added on to, well, now it's an injury risk as well. We, we didn't see this before. Now we see this. So, but yes, um, in the short term, probably a visor, something like that, that does give full coverage so that, and I don't know, you got to use plexiglass or something, something that's not going to easily break. But as long as like your sweat and your heat don't fog it and it doesn't become a clogged vision or a blurred vision type thing, Sure. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see where the MLB decides that they want something like a visor that's a full coverage thing. Yeah, and like 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 I was saying, like like in the NFL, you know, because a lot of catchers they wear the hockey mask helmet. Yeah. Like that's what I wore when I caught. That's yeah. what a lot of people wear. It's just I personally found it easier, especially when you're flipping it. Yeah. The hockey, it's so much easier than the, you know, the regular ones where it sticks out and it's got the bars and you ha- like almost have to like, got to pull it down mask. almost. You got to pull it and go. Right. Yeah. Hockey masks, you just put your thumb and you just know, like, and press it. Yeah, I get you. I got you. Pop it off. It's, but I, I could definitely see like a visor, almost like a um, polarized. One, yeah. so you're not getting the glare. I was gonna. Uh, I was. That's just really about what it is, because they have to have completely clear vision. Yeah. So maybe like a clear visor, like one of the yellow. You know the yellow yeah. tints that directs the sunlight out of the eyes. Exactly. Maybe one of those. So it's still the clear vision. You can see balls and strikes. It's not messing anything. But when there's a broken bat with extremely sharp edges coming at your face, um, it's not it's not it's not hitting you in the eye or anything like that. Yeah, when, for when when it's coming at your face, for sure. Let's go ahead and get in the NFL as we wind down. I did send you over a text about about something. Uh, Teams around the NFL, the NFL season is kind of getting underway. Teams around the league did decide, have begun to report for mini camps. One of those teams is the Browns. The Panthers is coming up. The reason I bring up those two teams in particular is because if you woke up like me on Tuesday around 9, 30, 10 a.m., reports had already surfaced that the urgency from the Panthers has now stepped up that they want to make a Baker Mayfield trade happen. The reason being is they want him in the building for many camps, for organized training activities, so that even if he's still healing the shoulder, he, he can learn 
he he can he can meet his teammates. He could develop that consistency and and that chemistry with his teammates before August when training camp comes, so that they could hit the ball rolling. The issue though does still remain. Baker Mayfield is owed nineteen million dollars this year. Panthers do not want to pay nineteen million dollars. Will the Browns eat any of that money? That's the only reason that something hasn't happened yet. I believe I I personally believe that the Browns, if they get this deal done with the Panthers and it works out in the way that they've been hoping for and holding off, that they that they would be willing to probably eat five five to eight off the off the guaranteed. I just to get it done, just to get him out of the organization out of the out of the locker room out of the city just so people quit talking about it because look if the cleveland browns organization is anything like me and the rest of the fan base we're so sick and tired of hearing about the well, well, what about baker yeah they still have baker mayfield it's like come on just get rid of the guy already let him go flourish you guys are looking stupid either way. Whether you keep him on the bench and you're paying him $19 million to be a fourth string, fifth string quarterback, or you're giving him to the, you know, you're trading him to the Panthers and what they make it to the playoffs. Yeah. Cause the Panthers sure as hell are not going to the Super Bowl. No, not any, not, not this year. At least I'm not even sure they can get in the playoffs, even with Baker. That NFC South, uh, I mean, maybe depending on Tampa Bay, but and really what Atlanta has at quarterback with Marcus Mariota. Yeah, but, that's what I'm saying. That's that's a great deal for them. To to me though, it's not even about Baker. It's about the compensation for the money. To me, Baker. The Browns will give Baker away for nothing if they also got the $19 million back. So so what I mean by that is, so take take the name Baker Mayfield out of the equation. Just say quarterback one. And $19 million is attached. So if it's a fifth or sixth round pick, sure, the Browns aren't really going to want to eat $15 million of that contract. They're only getting a freaking fifth round pick back. You give the Browns a second or third round pick, I don't see why they really wouldn't be too opposed to eating $15 million worth of contract, especially with the fact that they've got, like you said, a whole mess of a situation going on where the guy they brought in, if if really things go completely wrong, they don't ever CC the field, they void his contract and still lose three years of first round picks. It's a they, whole mess. They dug themselves in probably the biggest shit show I've ever seen as a Cleveland Browns fan. I'm, all, I'm almost numb to it, man. It's almost right. like we don't even want to talk Browns because it's like, well, let me know when it's over, and then that's when we'll process it. Right. Is he starting or not? What are, what are we doing here? When, when something comes down, that's when I want to know it. If not... We'll, we'll kind of move on. It's like the 24-hour news cycle is just beating a dead horse, constantly talking about this. I get they have to fill, you know, 24 hours of news, but yeah, nothing has nothing has gone forward or backward in the Deshaun Watson situation. But but yeah, that's why I think that it, it however much that the Browns decide they want to eat of that contract really depends on the compensation they get back. The more you give them, the more they'll probably decide that they'll pay of the contract. The less you give them, the more the Panthers are going to have to pay. That's just going to that's just how it works. It doesn't whether it was Baker or Jacoby or or Deshaun or any of them. It's just how it would have worked. It's just how it's going to work. Panthers, if you don't want to pay money, give up a higher pick. If you're willing to pay money, I'm sure the Browns will take a less pick. Because like you said, they really just have to move on. 
uh, clearing it up. You weren't saying that you don't have love for Baker, that Baker's trash. He's just They're just in a situation where it's not going to work in Cleveland. He's got to go somewhere. I mean, I, like you said, just numb to this, this whole thing. It, it's wild. They, yeah. they took a – okay, this might get a little – this might get some Browns fans uh, a little worked up. They took a winning quarterback who's a good quarterback. He, he had an off year. He had a, you know, yeah. a ligament, whatever that is, completely disconnected from his shoulder bone. That's wild. That would take any person out. All these guys sitting there like, ah, oh, got to get Baker out of here. He was playing injured. Come on. It's like, okay, dude, you stub your big toe and you're out for a day and a half. You to me, it's not. It's like you try doing a whole motion where your entire body's going right because you're throwing right, but your left shoulder is staying where it's at. So yeah. everything's going this way, and your left shoulder is just counteracting it because it's stuck. It can't move on its own. You got to move it. We've even seen points where he was lifting his arm with his other arm. So 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 like yeah, it was just it's a shitty situation. But like you said, we're numb to it. We realize it's over. Baker Mayfield is not going to play for the Cleveland Browns again. All right. They, they really they got to try to get something for him. Let's move yep. on. Let me know when it happens. Absolutely. That's kind of all I have for him this week. You got anything for this day in sports history? I do. I do. This day in sports history presented by KentStagePosters.com. What was that, Brendan? KentStagePosters.com. June 16th, 1995. Sports broadcaster, podcaster, social media influencer, social media marketing guru. Brendan Lee Ward was born. Happy birthday, Brendan. I appreciate it. Thank you. I don't know why I'm clapping, but happy birthday. I'll take my day in sports history. I'll also give you one off the top of my head. It is also Phil Mickelson's birthday. Uh, We talked about him a little bit earlier. It's also Tupac's birthday. I I, I share some birthday with some goats. I share a birthday with some goats. So, so, you know. It's always a fun day on June 16th. I call it exactly the middle of the year. Okay, there you go. Is it is it exactly middle of the year? Well, at like 3 o'clock it is because, you know, it's 365 and it, somewhere in the middle of the year it ends up in the middle of the day. But, yeah, it's pretty close. There you go. That's See, I guess I never realized that. Maybe I did. Who knows? I don't know. I don't. Like, That's it, it, it fluctuates depending on what day of the year it start. What what day of the week the year starts? It could be the sixteenth, or it could be like the seventeenth or eighteenth, or even the fourteenth or fifteenth. It really fluctuates, but it's an interesting tidbit. I always you got to leap years. Yeah, leap years changes it a little bit. It's it's but it's it's definitely an interesting tidbit that I would I always I because it's the sixteenth of June. It's the sixth month halfway through the sixth month. I always call it the middle of the year. Yeah, well, um, yeah, man. Happy birthday! I appreciate it. You're finally legal now. Eighteen, right? I uh, eighteen, but feel forty-five. But the truth is somewhere in the middle. Well, yeah. Happy birthday, man. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for tuning in. So thank you for the birthday wishes, and thank you all for tuning into this week's episode of Any Given Podcast. We will see you again. Hopefully on Monday we get back to kind of our normal, especially with the finals ending on Sunday. We'd like to get one out as soon as possible after that. You guys have a wonderful – well, first, where can they follow you, Ethan? See, you're you're too excited, man. We were talking about your birthday. Now you're – I got excited. Jumping the gun. You're trying, to, you're trying to celebrate your birthday week. I'm about to go chug me some tequila or something. Birthday week. You can follow me on Twitter.com at ETH 
Simpson, C-G-O-D, as you can see under my name. You can also follow me on Instagram at E-T-H Simpson. You can follow my main man, Brendan, at... At B-Word on Twitter, as you see down below, at B.Word52 on Instagram. Do not forget to follow the podcast at Podcast Given on Twitter. It's on Instagram. It's at Any Given Podcast. Facebook.com slash Any Given Podcast. Do not forget to subscribe to the YouTube. We, we, we gained a couple subscribers. We'd like a little more. We definitely want to make some money out of this. Help us out. We'll, we'll, we'll help you out. We'll start giving stuff away. The more people we have listening, the more people we can include in contests. We'll start doing voicemail messages. We'll, we'll include y'all in the show once we get it rolling. We just need to get it rolling. Subscribe. Right, uh, Brendan, you can auction. You guys can auction me off for a date. How about that? Ethan Ethan will take you out on a date. Dinner and dancing. Dinner and dancing. Both. Ethan wants to get taken out on the date. So if you want to go dinner and dancing with Ethan, he's available. I know how to whip. I know how to nene. I know how to dougie. But do you know how to jerk? Buddy, I know how to jerk. Do you? I know. (laughs) That's a good clip right there. Cut that. I'm I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. But all right. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Any Given Podcast. You have a wonderful and fantastic rest of your week. God bless. Stay blessed.